Speaking the truth to the state capitol, this is Drive Time Lincoln with the commander, Jack Riggins, on the voice of Lincoln, 1499.3 KLIN. All right, here we go, folks. A real special show because there's so much going on in Nebraska. April 28th here, Drive Time Lincoln. I'm your host, uh, Jack Riggins. Johnny Cadillac is still on the producing board. Uh, we're going to get to our two special guests uh, really quickly, but first I want to give you an update because uh, LNK Today talked about uh, my exploratory committee for mayor of Lincoln, Nebraska. This is day four of that, and like a lot of people, I'm new to politics, and I'm learning, and I'm seeing all these candidates, and so why not get an exploratory committee? But what they have told me, some experts, you know, and you've got to feel these people out, is hey, we'll keep exploring all the way through the general. Why not? We're going to learn. That's the great thing about this platform, being a retired veteran and a SEAL commander, is I have the ability to cherry-pick all the experts and to see all the dynamics. And clearly, as a conservative, I also want that conservative party of mine to get all behind and be one, because it's interesting right now. Uh, if you didn't notice on the national level, the GDP's down uh, below zero. Bottom line is it's like a seven-point swing between two quarters. What you need to know, Nebraskans, Lincolnites, is we're halfway through a recession. That's it. We have one more negative. We're in a recession. 40-year high inflation, half a, half a recession here, good times. Joe Biden, he's doing a great job. If you saw a video today, he didn't even know where he was. Um, the other thing, and you know I hit on this a lot. I love it. Uh, 800,000 illegal immigrants Joe Biden's led into the United States. At this rate... With his presidency, we will have two more states in Nebraska of illegal immigrants in this country, if it just holds. And why is that important to you? Because Biden Baird, Mayor Larian, the queen, she's put out her new immigration vision, her new, oh, Lincoln's for all. Lincoln's first for Americans, just like Nebraska is. And second of all, yes, we are all about people that come here legally and want to participate and learn and accept our Constitution in the United States. Oh, this place. Nice. The Democratic Party here in Lincoln has called for the city council to rescind the fairness ordinance. So, folks, we are making headway, and that is the right call. So, conservatives on city council, Democrats on city council, Respect your people. The people have spoken both in vote and between the parties. Rescind this thing. We'll rework it later. You, you, you wrote a terrible bill. You need to tackle these hard issues one at a time. All right. Charles Herbster's in the studio. Welcome. Welcome, Jack. And it's great to be back. And you know what I just have to mention? It's always an honor to be in the presence of you and the presence of a veteran, a Navy SEAL, uh, I can share with you, as I become the next governor of the state of Nebraska, we're going to do some beautiful things for our veterans. We need to focus on our veterans in Nebraska and not focus on our illegals that are coming across the border. Well, no doubt about that. I think, uh, oh, geez, you know how we go off the cuff here. And then I heard uh, maybe they're going to pull veterans, uh, hospital workers, doctors to go down and support illegals, potentially. I mean, you can't get any sillier in D.C. right now. When When we know that already... <laughs> Veterans are waiting 30 to 60 yes. days to get to see a doctor, and now we're going to make it even worse, probably double that time period because we're going to send them to the border, a border that President Donald J. Trump protected, closed off, was building the wall. I was there. You know, Jack, I spent three days on the border with Stephen and with Brandon Judd, and I thought it was bad last September. 
and I've talked to Brandon Judd. I talk to him frequently. He says, if we thought it was bad last September, we can't believe how bad it is now. If they lift Title 42 instead of 18,000 people a week, it's going to be 18,000 people a day. Yeah, the numbers are crazy. We've talked about it before on this show, um, the impacts to Nebraska, because people sometimes think distance. One thing before we get into it, and you can introduce our other guests because you have some exciting events. But I want to say this because my listeners, they know this show and they know me. We believe in the Constitution. We absolutely believe in innocent until proven guilty. And we believe in due process. Yes, we do. Right. That's our system, folks. And at times I've got caught up in that. But that is what works best for America and humankind, or we wouldn't have it. We also have great ethics and morality. And so with that, I know that this race has gotten really exciting, but it is in the legal process, and that's where it should be. And that means we can focus on what is going on with the race, because that is really important to Nebraskans right now. It truly is. And let me just take care of the elephant in the room. The fact is, they did this to Clarence Thomas, they did it to Brett Kavanaugh, they did it to Donald J. Trump, they're trying the same playbook play for Charles W. Herbster, I'm not going to let that get me off my focus. We have had wall-to-wall meetings over the past five days, clear out from the western state as we worked our way back east, and I have every intention of being the next governor of the state of Nebraska. You bet, and I know you're fighting, and we talked. We both agree. Iron sharpens iron, so uh, you know we'll just we'll just keep working on this. And and I'm glad that uh, you're continuing to steam ahead, and and really all the candidates. But we have a special guest in because there's a special thing going on tonight. David, welcome to Drive Time Lincoln. Well, thanks for having me. Um, give the audience who may not be familiar a little bit of your background, real quick. Uh, well, thank you very much. I, I've been uh, president of Citizens United uh, for, for the last twenty twenty five years, uh, and uh, been in politics a long time. So when you see a when I see a dirty campaign, I know I know one when I see one. Uh, when the mud's being slung like they are uh, against Charles uh, here, it, it's disgusting to be candid with you. It, 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 you know. We, when I got involved and got to know Charles, we had, he told me about this thing called Nebraska Nice. He said, <laughs> he said, that's how we're going to, he said, that's how we're going to campaign, Dave. We're not going to get negative. We're going to go Nebraska Nice. That's what people want. They want to talk about the issues in Nebraska and they want to have somebody who's, who's a courageous leader to be the next governor. And that's Charles. Mm-hmm. But, you see these people, these ba- the backroom politicians have come out of the woodwork to try to destroy a guy over a campaign. I mean, this is, that's what people have, the people listening have to put this in proper perspective. They're trying to destroy somebody, just like Brett Kavanaugh, just like Clarence Thomas, just like Donald Trump, over a job that they want. I mean, this is really down in the gutter stuff. Yeah, and, and, and again, you were on the campaign advisory team of, of, of Donald Trump 2016. Well, I mean, well, you've I, seen I, a lot of this Yeah, stuff. I was the deputy campaign manager yeah, uh, yeah. for the campaign. So gotcha. I led uh, uh, then Mr. Trump's uh, campaign uh, and on to victory. And we had to deal with these types of issues uh, many, many times uh, that they would sling mud at us. The, the Clinton campaign, Crooked Hillary, would do all these things to try to distract from her own problems. Quite honestly, that's what we have here in Nebraska. It's the same playbook. Let's throw mud at 
at the at the leading candidate, the leading conservative, the leading MAGA candidate, the leading Trump candidate. Let's throw mud at him so that we can drag him down so that our insider backroom politician can win. A guy, by the way, uh, in, in, in Pillen who is... You know, he, he's, he's, he, he can't even campaign for himself. He doesn't stand up for himself. He doesn't show up anywhere. I haven't seen him at a debate or any kind of, a, 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 you know, forum with you to talk about the issues, right? I mean, is, is, he, de- he doesn't do debates. Yeah, he doesn't do Well, anything. I've been asked several times by my listeners, and, uh, and I've, I've stated, because uh, they stated that. They're not going to do them, and I've said, I don't understand that here in Nebraska. I don't understand that anywhere, minus the fact of the Joe Biden thing before. But it it bothers me, and I think it bothers a lot of Nebraskans. I want to real quick. Um, I I, I want to say this. Uh, you have let's come on two events going on in the next twenty four hours. Yes, we do. Let's educate the listeners about these events. One tonight and one tomorrow. Well, I just want to be sure, first of all, that everybody listening knows this is David Bossy here yeah. in the radio studio, uh, a great friend of mine. And I just want to say publicly a special thanks to David Bossy, Corey Lewandowski, Kellyanne Conway. Uh, when I decided to run for governor and when I met with the president and we talked about the race, he later on endorsed me in the race. Uh, there's no better team, he will tell you that these three individuals working together as a team put a non-politician, an outsider, a person who had never held office before, put him in the White House. And you know what? As we look back now and we see what's happening in the Biden administration, every single day, Donald J. Trump looks better to all of us in America. But tonight, tonight... David has put together an incredible movie. It's called Rigged. He's going to directly head-on share what happened in 2020. We're going to have the first viewing tonight here in the state of Nebraska, a great meet and greet. And then, of course, you know, tomorrow, my good friend, David's good friend, the 45th president of the United States, is coming to Nebraska to stump for the next governor, Charles W. Herbster. Yeah, it's, it's really historic anytime, you know, in middle America and some of these states that don't have as many people. Anytime a president or a former president, especially one as popular as Donald J. Trump, not only nationally, but right here in Nebraska, it's a big event. I want to go back. Charles or David, and I didn't give you a proper introduction because like I told you how the show was, right? <laughs> it's, I said, we just go. This is fun. Uh, Good. He's right. Nebraska nice is a true thing. However, I sat right here, and I saw the dark money coming out on that TV mm-hmm. one night on the radio. Right. I texted to Johnny. I said, Johnny, uh-oh, here we go. And I said... And who's behind that? Here we go. Who's behind <laughs> that dark money? Well, you... you and he it's, says it's, it's not you, dark because he admits it. But, well, you know, but you... Fo- yeah, we call it dark money, but the thing is, is we follow the money trails. Right. And, and, and I have a good relationship with the governor, but what I've said about all this is, why here? Why here? Nebraska nice is a real thing, but I think you answered the why here, which is when you have a leading candidate, and you and I talked off air about wartime and right. politics, right. and you only had to take about two minutes to hear about the fight we got in Lincoln, Nebraska, and you went, how oh is my. that possible? <laughs> it's, it's possible. It's exactly Jack, right. here's, so, what I, here's what I believe, and I know, I know Dave agrees with me. It doesn't mean any difference who the governor is. The governor in a primary should allow the voters to make their selection. The governor should not try to pre-select whoever it is to be the next governor. 
That's Nebraska voters. We are Nebraska nice. So the event tonight, you're going to have it. Now, to, well, so go let, ahead, David. Let, explain let, a little bit yeah, more. Let me just, uh, tonight, and, and, and people listening can, um, I don't know where Ellen is, but people can come to this event tonight if they'd like to. Um, and maybe Charles will uh, I'll tell I'll, them where, I'll, I'll I'll tell them where it is. Uh, Ellen, maybe she could tell me where, where it is. Where are we at tonight, We're, we're at the Cornhusker. Okay, so we're at the Cornhusker tonight yeah. in Lincoln. See, when you're on radio, yeah, you, you get, get invites get, as media. Yeah, that's right, exactly. <laughs> and I hope you're able to come tonight. So we have a, uh, our film, Rigged, which is called um, The Zuckerberg-Funded Plot to Defeat Donald Trump. And the film in... Uh, in in uh, in the four corners of Mark Zuckerberg explains why Donald Trump has said for the last eighteen months that the election was rigged. It was stolen before election day. Mark Zuckerberg spent four hundred million dollars in the last four months of the campaign of twenty twenty on a get out the vote effort to make sure Joe Biden was able to be elected. 42,000 votes in three states. That was the difference. The Democrat, just to put 400 million, because we throw numbers around all the time, but 400 million to put it in perspective, the Democrat National Committee on their TV ads, their digital campaign, their staff, their headquarters, everything across the country in two years, in a 2019-2020 election cycle, spent $461 million. Mark Zuckerberg spent $400 million in four months. Folks, that's putting your thumb on the scale of the election. And so what we do is we break this down in the film. And our team, we went through the IRS tax forms, what's called the 990s, of the organizations that Zuckerberg's money flowed through. That's how we uncovered it. And we just uncovered it this January, just several months ago. That's right. This is all brand new information. And the film came out two weeks ago. Donald Trump hosted the premiere at Mar-a-Lago. He sat next to me. We watched the movie together. Um, and one week, just last week, one week after this film came out, Mark Zuckerberg threw up his hands and said, I will no longer, no mas. He said, I will no longer fund uh, election day activities like I did in the past. That is a major victory for conservatives. It's on the same level, in my opinion, as Elon Musk trying to liberate uh, Twitter, Twitter, right? Yeah. I mean, taking on big tech which conservatives have never won, is going to have a major impact on the 2022 cycle, midterms, and on 2024. So we, we, we can't allow it, and that's what this film does. It's an exciting film. People can go to rigged2020.com, watch the trailer on, on, on your phone, on your computer at home to, right now, and then come watch the movie with us tonight. Charles, and we talked about this, so you've been in the studio, and we talked about, and this is going to blow David's mind, we talked about Zuckerbucks, didn't we? Yes, right here we in did. Lincoln, Nebraska. Yes, we did. And it's not going to happen on your watch. Absolutely. <laughs> it is not going to happen on my watch. Well, so, can, can, I, can I just say, I, I, I do a, an analysis of all the states, and I'm not an expert in Nebraska uh, election law and what they just did, but they basically failed in this past legislative session, and the governor signed an incredibly weak, watered-down election bill. Um, and so where, when the Secretary of State tried to put forward a, a strong, never-allowing uh, private money, stopping the so-called Zuck Bucks style money, whether it's mm -hmm. Zuckerberg or any other billionaire, uh, coming into 
privately pay for elections, he was going to outlaw it. And the, and the legislature, and that means Lindstrom, uh, put together a very watered-down bill uh, that then ended up passing and the governor signed. It's In my opinion, it's a loss for Nebraska to have done it this way. Uh, and i got to tell you, I'm not surprised by it, but uh, we, need to, uh, we need to be stronger in our states. And that's why you have to have a governor who's willing to stand up to the billionaires uh, and, and not allow them to buy the elections. Yeah, and, and we've gotten to where we've got to fight. I deal with this all the time. How do you, if somebody's attacking you, what do you got to do? I mean, if, if you're in a fight and, uh, you, you've got to fight and, and I know you're fighting. Uh, a lot what's, of Nebraskans. What's Mike Tyson's, everybody yeah, has a plan until, until they get, get punched, punched in the, in the face. face that's, right? a, that's exactly right. Well, and like I fight. said, the guy on the airplane, he got off easy. Other people used to get $4 million get knocked out that quick. <laughs> <laughs> uh, hey, we've got Charles W. Herbster on. He'll be here the entire show. We're going to get. Pretty much to the whole campaign and, and what he's going to do as governor and what he believes. David Bossy's in, uh, rigged, first showing here in Nebraska tonight. Um, we're going to keep rolling here on KLIN 1499.3. You're getting the 411 from DTL with Commander Jack Riggins on 1499.3 KLIN. <laughs> oh, hey, hold on, David. Hold on. All right, we're back. Love it. Uh, drive time, Lincoln. We're fired up today. Uh, Charles W. Herbster's in. Uh, David Bossy, uh, very experienced in the political circles uh, on the national levels. Got an event tonight uh, with Charles W. Herbster showing rigged about the election in Zuckerbucks. Um, r- really, Charles. As we get to the the tail end, um, one I suspect you're excited, but tell me. Um, in the next week, because you've been out talking to everybody how excited you are for the vote. Twelve days left. Tomorrow night, a huge rally in Nebraska with the 45th president of the United States. There's going to be thousands of people come, not only from Nebraska, but surrounding states. We've been on a four- to five-stop tour every day last week. We're going to continue that starting next week, clear up to the very end and I'll be in my hometown of Falls City, Nebraska, late on the 9th of May. And the morning of the 10th, I'll go to the Richardson County Courthouse, and I will cast my vote for the next governor of the state of Nebraska. Do you have any idea who you're going to vote for? <laughs> <laughs> you, you, well, David's Jack, already figured out my show. Jack, <laughs> Jack my, friend, my friend David Bossy helped me. He slipped me a little note. He says, vote for Charles W. Herbster. So I'm going to take his advice. <laughs> good, Fair. good call. Fair. Uh, we've got about 30 seconds left. First time in Nebraska, David? No, no, no. no, no. Been I've been through? here many times. Actually, okay. I've been here with President Trump okay. uh, in, in, uh, uh, during the election of sure. 2016 and in 2020. Okay. So I'm, I'm excited about it. Look, I've been to hundreds of these events. And sure. coming to Nebraska for Charles is an, is an honor and a privilege, and we're excited about it. But at here. the pace he keeps up, you're probably meeting more people. You know, local people. Where when you're coming in with Trump, you have your oh, big yeah. things, and you're busy. You're busy guy, and you're busy guy now. All right, Charles W. Herbster and David Bossy on the show. Fourteen hundred ninety nine three KLIN. Purchase new wiper blades from O'Reilly Auto Parts today, and we'll install them for free. See better and drive safer with O'Reilly Auto Parts. Oh oh oh, O'Reilly Auto Parts. Drive Time Lincoln with the commander, Jack Riggins, on the voice of Lincoln, 1499.3 KLIN. 
All right, uh, Charles W. Herbster in the entire hour, along with David Bossy. Davis, give us a great breakdown, and you're probably like, well, Jack, that's the gubernatorial candidate. Yeah, but it's also a special event talking about election integrity and Zuckerbuck, so we wanted to get that out there. But now I'm going to put Charles on the hot seat. Okay, Jack. <laughs> Uh-oh. No, one of the things, obviously, we've all watched here is um, – the GOP is fighting itself hard right now, and, and that's good. Iron sharpens iron. But, uh, you know, as we get to the primary, um, uniting the party. And your thoughts on that? Working well, with everybody. Well, Jack, I just want to say this. As governor, and I've learned in the direct sales business, I've been involved in that for 40 years, owning the Conklin Company. Those individuals don't work for me. They're independent distributors. And if you're going to lead a group of people, you have to be willing to listen. You've got to be open-minded. And I will guarantee as governor of this state, every person's going to have a place at the table, whether they voted for me, whether they didn't vote for me. We want to include everybody. We want their ideas because my whole focus in Nebraska is to grow this state. You know, we have an interesting motto right now. It's called Nebraska's not for everyone. I have no idea where that came from, but I guarantee you my first day in office, we're going to have a new motto for the state of Nebraska. It's going to be saying Nebraska is open for business 24-7 because we want to be that state that can attract business, draw people here, and keep the young individuals we have from leaving and going to another state. So we're going to include everybody, and we're going to grow the state together. Well, I'm going to hold you to that if you get elected, because I've been saying for a couple of years now, uh, no matter what your political beliefs are, once you get into the leadership spot, you got to work hard to serve all the people. You, and- you do that. You know, I love my good friend John C. Maxwell. He's trained more leaders than anybody else all across the world. And the favorite quote that he has is this, everything rises and falls on leadership everything rises and falls on leadership and i can't wait to become a uniquely different governor and lead this state into economic prosperity and growth like we haven't seen in this state in at least the last 50 years yeah you know you said it one of the things is you've been out you've had plenty of time now with the other candidates what separates you from your two major opponents I think the number one thing that separates me is I'm an outsider. I'm a businessman. I'm not a politician. I've not taken any large sums of money from anyone. I'm investing in myself. I'm investing in Nebraska. I don't want to be holding to any person when I get in office because I want to be free to make decisions. It's not about who's right. It's about what's right. And I want to be a governor that makes decisions about what's right for every voter from the west to the east, whether you're in Omaha and Lincoln or you're in Sydney, Nebraska or Scottsbluff. And by the way, I'm not going to spend a lot of time in the office in Lincoln, Nebraska. I'm going to be out with the people just like I am now campaigning because the answers to grow this state, the answers of the changes we need to make are not here in Lincoln. They're out there with the people, the small business owners, the ranchers, the farmers. That's where they're at. Well, your friend John C. Maxwell would maybe say that is uh, what we call water cooler leadership, which is to get out with your people because, you know, a thousand brains giving you good advice when you're the man that gets to make the call is better than your brain. And oftentimes it's not jaded advice. Well, and also here's what I've learned in the business world. Someone who maybe you look at is is maybe an enemy or someone who doesn't like you or 
causes you challenges and problems, if you'll just sit down and be open and listen to them, many times they will give you the best ideas. And most of the time, they just want somebody to listen to them. As I've campaigned across the state, there's one thing that has consistently attached everything together, and that's this. We want a governor who we're accessible to, and we want a governor who will sit down and talk to us and listen to our ideas, even when we know there's only maybe a few that can happen. We just want somebody to listen. That's the type of governor I want to be. One of the things I always ask any candidate at any level of race is if you could only get one thing accomplished in in your term, what would it be? I have a long list. We have a lot of challenges in Nebraska. My goal is to make Nebraska great again. I say that all across the state. But here's what I know. We have to rebuild our 1967 tax code. We have to rebuild it. For 15 years in the legislature, we've been talking about tax relief. But the fact is, I don't really see significant long-term relief. We have to have a Nebraska tax reform. We have to look at what Governor Kristi Noem has done. We have to look at what Governor Kim Reynolds have done. We have to look at other states who are bringing people in, and we've got to totally reform it has to be internal, uh, neutral, revenue neutral. It's got to be revenue neutral. We're not, we're not going to raise taxes on people. I know there's some savings in departments that we got to look at, but also know that inflation is not eight and a half percent. It's about 22 percent. And that means this winter, every snow plow truck, every time you fill a state patrol car, every time you do anything, we're at a 22 percent inflation rate. So I want to find out where are we wasting money, but where do we need money to make sure that we have great roads, we have broadband, we have great services, but we have to change the tax code if we're going to have people stay in the state and we're going to attract new people. That's got to be number one. I'll tell you, the uh, whole reason I got on this show was the riots we had here in Lincoln, Nebraska, and that's where other citizens came to me because of my background, and I felt kind of naive, so it kind of led me down this journey. But you got the endorsement of of the state troopers, and there's probably other organizations. But with regard to law enforcement, talk to me about your plan and vision for that and and how you think about our men and women in blue. Well, first of all, we have a lawsuit with the state patrol. Um, I'm going to settle that when I become governor. It may take me two or three months to work through the process. We have to settle it. We shouldn't continue to keep paying lawyers to just leave it on the books. Second of all... The numbers may vary, but as I talk to state troopers across our state, as I see the rise in illegals, the rise in the drugs that are coming across the state, their challenges is probably exploded 10 times to what it was 10 years ago. And for instance, the other night, we're out traveling across the country. One of the highway troopers comes to my meeting. He says, tonight, for 27 counties, we only have four state patrol individuals working 27 counties. Now, my goal as governor is to say to every mom and every grandmother, I am going to keep Nebraska safe for your family. One of the key things that takes down a nation is when you do not have law and order. So we probably need to add at least 75 patrol And we need to look at the 
income. We need to look at what we're paying them. We need to look at their benefits. They're not asking for the sky, but they want to be treated fairly. And I don't think we've done a very good job of that in Nebraska. And so we're going to do that. Same thing with mental health with our veterans. You know, you're a veteran. You know mental health is a huge thing today. And we have to address that in the state of Nebraska. That's going to take some money. It's going to take some effort. going to take some time. Well, I'm very glad you brought that up about mental health and veterans. And one of the things, Nebraskans, if you don't know, I don't like to necessarily share private stuff, but I, I work on a board of a private foundation. Wealthy individuals will have their heart right. And what you don't understand is a lot of Nebraskans were guard people that served in these wars and they're way out west. And a lot of the treatment and a lot of the care for us is either east or it's in Denver. And folks, there's citizen soldiers far, far better serving than the commander here that are out there. And just because of our state dynamics, we've got to solve care for them because these people not only are great citizens and patriots, uh, but they continue and want to serve right in their local neighborhoods. And uh, to be aware of that issue is uh, at least real close to my heart. I appreciate it. Well, I'm working with Dr. San Clovis. Uh, we've gone quite a ways down the road planning on winning the primary, planning on winning the general election. And one of the first things we're going to roll out is a very intense mental health program for our veterans. And then as we roll that out, it's going to be a combination of public and private money. You'd be surprised the public people that have already said, hey, we want to support that. We want to support our veterans. And then we're going to roll that out to our law officers. Yeah, and there's another group, you know, first responders, law officers. I mean, it's just not military. We, you know, it's out there in our society. Um, one of the things uh, we've talked about, and, and I kind of, you know, I didn't forget. I just get down into Lincoln politics and, and what my sphere of influence. But, uh, you know, if elected, the governor deals with the federal level a lot. And I think a lot more than the rest of us understand. Um and what do you see with regard to a couple of issues um, that you know you'll have to fight as a governor if elected? Well, I've been saying for months that this is a new day. This is not the Dave Heineman years. This is not the Charlie Thone years. This is not the Exxon years. There's a whole new set of challenges, mainly because we have an unprotected open border. And let me share something with you. I don't care what my competitors say. I don't care what those people say who don't agree with me in Nebraska. Every state's a border state. Every town is a border town. If that were not the case, why did we spend over $200 million in tax money in this state last year taking care of illegals? Our University of Nebraska is one of the biggest sanctuary cities in the state for illegals. Governors forward are going to have two jobs. Number one, obviously leading their state. But number two, joining other conservative, godly governors. And we've got some great ones out there. And we're going to have to band together. And we're going to have to push back against federal government overreach because it is coming like a tsunami. It's coming in the area of energy. It's coming in the area of regulation. It's coming in the area of more taxes. We don't need more taxes, and we certainly do not need more trillion-dollar infrastructure bills, money that we simply don't have. We have a, we have a $32 trillion deficit in this country. 
our our children, our grandchildren, will never live long enough to pay that off unless we change our spending habits across the country. It's so sick to me today that Donald J. Trump in three years took our country totally energy independent, hadn't been that way for 75 years. We, in fact, not only were energy independent, we were exporting energy. And in six months, our present president puts us right back to having to buy oil from Iran, Saudi Arabia, Russia, Venezuela, and look what it's done. Every I was I was at a station the other day, a gas station out west. A woman put in three dollars worth of gas because that's all she had. Three dollars. Now that buys you you know what it does today, okay? But she said she said it's enough I can get down the street to the house. That's what's taking place. We are right in the middle driving towards a concrete wall at a high rate of speed of a recession that will absolutely cripple this nation if we don't go back to the basics. Yeah, and you don't have to tell me just when you break it down like that or if I watch other folks it's it's like a it's like a dagger in my heart as a service member. Uh energy independence folks is national security. Energy independence is, is national interest. Uh we have to on a national level, you hear me talk about it all the time. We have to put Americans first. And we need fighters. You know, in leadership positions, if you got your head in the sand, we need fighters. And they may not look like what you think they need to look like, but fighters need to fight to get America back. Jack, politicians are strategists. Outsiders are fighters. I'm a fighter. That's what Donald J. Trump was. He was a fighter, and he fought for what was right. That's what I'm going to do as governor of the state. And let me share something with you besides energy that I've been talking about for several months. I've been predicting over a year ago on the campaign trail, we will have a food shortage in America. It's coming. All these plants have burnt in just the last few months. That seems a little bit unusual to me. But I can share with you, China is buying farmland in the United States of America. I don't exactly know how I can do this as governor, but you have my word. I will figure out a way very quickly after I become governor of this state that China will not be allowed to buy one acre of farmland in the state of Nebraska. We cannot let that happen. Our food security, trust me, it is a national issue. In 2020, we walked into Lincoln, Nebraska here to a Sam's or Walmart. You could get one you know, package of boxes of Kleenex or toilet tissue or what. Everything was rationed. Let me tell you, I believe before the election of November of 2022, you're going to be walking to stores in Lincoln, Nebraska, and you're only going to be able to get one box of cereal, one pound of hamburger. It's coming. If we allow China to control our food supply, we are done as a country. Wow, I think you should have been one of the military commanders. You understand logistics. You understand that uh, warfare is not just uh, material things. It's food. It's gas. It's security. It's the people. Um, Charles W. Herbster on. uh, David Bossy as well. Uh, We're going to talk about Lincoln real quick when we come back and then get you guys out of here. 1499 3KLIN. You're getting the 411 from DTL. With Commander Jack Riggins on 1499.3 KLIN. 
All right, we're finishing up with uh, Charles W. Herbster. David, real quick. David Bossy, thank you for coming on. No, my pleasure. Yeah, really enjoyed it. Look forward to the show tonight. Uh, Charles, my listeners, Lincoln, Lancaster County, it's no secret we're about 85% Democrat and all our elected officials. This is our state capital. Um, if elected, when you're the governor, what are you going to do with the influence and the power to help conservatives balance out Lincoln, Nebraska, our state capital? Well, first of all, you and I were just recently at the Lancaster County event. Uh, we usually have about 70 there, and this year we had over 600. Yeah, historic delegates. It was. It was incredible. And I think that's the beginning. You know what? Um, I'm going to sit down and listen to our Democratic leaders. I think, again, many times they just want somebody to listen to them. And I also think as they see what's happening today in America, what's happening in this state, how it's impacting people's lives, I think you're going to see people be willing to come to the table a little bit like Tip O'Neill and Ronald Reagan when Tip O'Neill would go over to the White House late at night and he'd sit there with the president and they'd say together, let's talk about the two or three things we can agree on and let's move the country forward. I want to sit down with the Democrats and let's move the state forward. Let's quit fighting. Let's get something accomplished for everybody. And I'll tell you what, we're trying to do that here in Lincoln. We realize they're very passionate here and they've got some things going on. But like I've said, for the people, we have to work together. Uh, we're not going to agree on everything. Um, but in the end of the day, we're going to fight for, for what we want. Uh, Charles W. Herbster, I wish you the best of luck and thank you for coming on. Jack, thank you. And David Bossy, thank you for being here today. And it's going to be exciting tonight and tomorrow with President Donald J. Trump coming to Nebraska. Folks, a lot of excitement here in the state. I'm going to tell you this. I talk about it every day. Your vote matters. This is your time to speak on the conservative side, no doubt. 1,499.3 KLIN.